Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Ray Ann here, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. Of course, I am so happy that you are here. I did not do an episode last week, so hopefully you had a chance to catch up on some of the past episodes or maybe go back to some of your favorite ones. So remember that too. Like anytime you listen to these, they are here forever. So if there's something that you're like, what did she say? You can always go back and check them out. Okay. And then of course, if you have a favorite episode, let me know which one it is because maybe I could dive a little deeper into the topics. So thank you again for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about the five stages of change, and I'm going to give you six tips to get you going towards those changes. Now, we all know that losing weight, getting fit, um, starting a new career or job, quitting smoking, and virtually any goal that we really want to change takes a behavior change. Our behavior and actions create who we are. What we do is who we become. And as a coach, I use something um, called the trans-theoretical model of change. It's such a fancy word, right? Trans-theoretical. I sound like a big scientist. I love it. Anyway, I learned about this a long time ago when I got certified as a personal trainer. I've been using it as an assessment tool with potential clients and current clients for many years. I was thinking about it the other day because I was working with somebody and trying to figure out where they were in the um, stages of change. And I thought, you know what? This might actually be good information for everybody. So I hope that you think it is. And I hope that you can find some um, good information in this in this episode so that you can you know make more changes. So today I'm going to tell you what the five stages of change are according to this model. And I want you to see if you can find where you are right now, like what stage you're at. As I go through this, I want you to keep in mind a goal that you want to accomplish or a behavior that you want to change and see where you are right now in the stages of change. This may actually explain a lot, and I'll give a few pointers on how to get to the next stage so that you can change. Now, the model has five stages, and they are the pre-contemplation stage, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. So let's dive into each stage and talk a little bit more about what they are and what they mean so that you can decide decide where you are currently. And P.S., um, there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of behaviors you want to change. There's going to be a lot of goals we want to accomplish. But I just want you for the purpose of this you know, episode, I want you to think of one thing that you want to change and just see where you're at. Okay. 
So individuals, the first stage rather, is the pre-contemplation stage. Okay. Pre-contemplation is the first step. And individuals in this stage do not intend to quit or start a more healthy behavior in the near, near future. And for the purpose of talking about time, we're going to say that's within six months. So somebody in the pre-contemplation stage has no desire or intention to change a behavior within the within six months. And they may actually be unaware of the need to change. Okay. They typically underestimate the benefits or pros of changing a behavior and they overestimate the cons, okay, that are associated with making the change. So individuals in this stage, the pre-contemplation stage, need to be more mindful of their decision-making and more conscious of the multiple benefits of changing their unhealthy behavior. So um, here are some things that a person in the pre-contemplation stage might be thinking. They may think think something like, uh, I don't think I could quit even if I ever wanted to. So this person might be thinking about quitting smoking, let's say. And they're like, I, I couldn't do it if I wanted to. Or they may think, I don't want to be told what to do regarding my smoking or drinking or eating or whatever it is. Um, this person might also think, I haven't experienced any serious consequences as a result of this behavior, so why would I stop? And they may even think, well, I don't really see many benefits to quitting this behavior. So here's the deal. I recently worked with someone who wanted me to, who hired me to be her nutrition coach. But as we started to work together, I noticed some behaviors that needed to be addressed before the actual diet could change, okay? Her actual way of eating could change. As we worked together, she just couldn't grasp what I was saying because she wasn't even aware of the behaviors that were sabotaging her efforts. So she was in the pre-contemplation stage. She didn't know what she didn't know. And I was now bringing it to her awareness for her to start considering or contemplating which is the next stage, okay? So it's hard to make a change in your life if you aren't even aware of the behavior that needs to change, okay? So that's someone being in the pre-contemplation stage or they might watch other people doing things that are healthier and they may think, Psh, well, good for them. I'm not gonna do that because maybe yet they don't really understand yet why it's a good idea. Okay, that's the pre-contemplation stage. Now, the contemplation stage, which is the next stage, um, is where people intend to quit and start a more healthy behavior within the next six months or so. While they are usually now more aware of the pros or benefits of changing, their cons okay, or risks of changing are about equal to the pros. Okay. So they keep putting off taking action because honestly, you know, they're, they're aware now that it's probably a good idea to change your behavior, but right now it's still comfortable staying in that behavior. So the, the benefits of keeping the behavior are equal or still a little bit outweigh, you know, the cons to, or the pros to changing the behavior. 
Okay. So they, they still feel more comfortable in the, that state, but they're aware that, okay, maybe I need to make a change. All right. So they, this person might think to themselves, um, and remember, we're talking about all kinds of different behavior changes, not just weight loss, not just change of food or exercise. We're talking about all areas of behavior change. So this person in contemplation stage may think to themselves, okay, I see how my drinking or using drugs can hurt others. Or this person could be like, I can see how my behavior is creating the urge to emotionally eat. Or they may think, I'm noticing people who have made this change and they seem healthier and happier than I do. Or they may think, I think I may experience more serious consequences if I don't quit this behavior soon. Or they might even think, I think I might be healthier and happier if I quit or start a new behavior. So the lady that I was just talking about was surprised to hear me mention some behaviors that I thought were leading to emotional eating, which was making it very hard for her to follow our nutrition plan. And once I made these behaviors known or brought them to her attention, she started to see where I was coming from. So we decided it was a better idea to hold off working together on her nutrition plan until she worked out some of the other behaviors that were ultimately sabotaging her efforts. Okay, so I'm just telling you about that. I'm not trying to like tell on my client or, you know, anything. But my point is sometimes we have other behaviors that need to change before we can start working on some of the other goals that we think are the goal, but there's other things kind of holding us back. Okay. Another example, it's a little bit more lighthearted though, is a personal example of mine. I am in the contemplation phase Oh, and I almost hate to say it out loud, but I am contemplating reducing or eliminating coffee. It makes me sad from my morning ritual or actually just from my day altogether. I am now aware of the cons of drinking coffee and I'm starting to realize that I need to change, but I just haven't been able to make the cons of drinking coffee outweigh the pros of drinking coffee for me yet. Okay, you know, I get jittery, I get anxious, I get the sweats, um, I even kind of feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> and you would think all of those things would make me want to stop, but I also love, I love the ritual of sitting with my cup of coffee in my cozy chair, talking to my husband, and I love the sweet taste because I like to use creamer. And I just really enjoy that. And so although I'm experiencing some negativity around it, I still haven't quite been able to let that outweigh the, the benefits of it. So that is contemplation stage. And the contemplation stage can last anywhere from six months to a year or maybe even longer. And for me, I mean, I'm going on like four or five months of considering or contemplating making this change with coffee. Okay. So can you see yourself somewhere in the contemplation stage with your goals? Okay. Um, or did I say something that made you think maybe you're in the pre-contemplation stage of something? Okay. So I just want you to keep in mind, how does this apply to you? All right. So after the contemplation stage, we enter the preparation stage. Okay. And this is exciting. Individuals in the preparation stage are ready to start taking action within the next 30 days or so, like pretty soon, like maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but pretty soon you know what? I might actually be in the preparation stage now that I think about it. 
I'm like, hmm. So there's a fine line between contemplation and preparation. Like the preparation stage is like, you're ready. You're kind of you're going to start taking small steps, okay, to um, taking the action. Okay, so you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I probably am closer to preparation stage than contemplation of the coffee situation. I'm thinking out loud now. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is like Rayanne thinking moment. All right. So anyway, people in the preparation stage take small steps that they believe can help them quit the unhealthy behavior, okay, and make the healthier behavior a part of their lives, okay? And it's helpful for individuals in this stage to get help, get help from friends or family or a coach that they trust. You know, they'll start telling people about their plan to change, And they'll think about how they would feel if they behaved in a healthier way. So they're really, it's on their mind. They're preparing. They're looking for plans. They're getting help. They're, um, you know, telling people about it. But their number one concern is when they act, will they fail? You know, we all have that fear, right? So they start to learn how to better, you know, be prepared better. And they're more likely to progress if they are more prepared. So this is the preparation phase. And a person in this stage or phase might say things to themselves like, okay, I am planning ways to cut down or quit. Okay, that was me. That's me. I'm totally in the preparation phase. Anyway, um, they may also say to themselves, I am seeking resources that will help me quit. And this may include like, I'm thinking about hiring a coach or I'm going to join a group or I'm even going to do something as small as join a Facebook group where Nobody really has to know me, but I'm I'm there and looking for support. They may also think I'm ready to set a quit date, okay, or a start day, whichever. So by the way, you know, a behavior, you, you might be looking to quit or break a behavior or pattern, or you might be looking to start a new one. So whatever way you look at it, you, you know, this person in preparation stage may actually be ready to set a date. Um. And then they also, somebody in this stage might even think, I believe that others will help me quit if I ask them. So when you get into the preparation stage, you're like, you're getting really serious and to the point where you want people to know, okay? You want people to know and you want help. So for me, you know, I guess I am at this point because I have not yet seeked support necessarily, although I'm sure I could probably go on Facebook and look for a group that is, you know, non-coffee drinkers. Um, But I have told my husband, so that's looking for support. And, you know, the other thing is I've already started researching alternative like hot drinks, you know, like different kinds of hot drinks that give you energy and give you that same cozy feeling in the morning. And my plan with that is, you know, if I find an easier or a a different go-to, like a tool, it'll be an easier transition away from my morning routine with the coffee. I can continue the coffee routine, but with an alternate beverage. So do you see how this is preparation stage? So what I have not done yet, which puts me back in contemplation, is I have not set a date yet to stop the coffee. So to really believe I'm in the preparation stage and believe I'm going to take the action is I need to set a date. Okay. All right. Um, so moving forward, moving forward, the next stage of change is action. Okay. This is where you're going to implement it. So individuals in the action stage have changed their behavior within the last six months. 
and need to work hard to keep progressing with this action. So individuals in this stage need to learn how to strengthen their commitment to change and to fight urges to slip back. And, you know, they don't want to relapse or slip back into their comfort zone. So, um, so here's the thing with the action stage, you've already, you know, found a plan, you've made a plan, you're implementing the plan, you're doing the actions, no matter how small. Okay. And also somebody in the action stage, um, they, they may like find ways to reward themselves for taking steps towards the change. And, they may even be at the point where they're avoiding people and places and situations that tempt them to behave in their old, unhealthier way. Okay. So someone in this action phase may say to themselves, I'm asking others for help and taking their help. Or they may say, I'm avoiding people and places and things and situations that trigger me to go back to my old patterns. Um, they may also say, I'm connecting with others and building a new network of people who are healthier or whatever the situation is, okay? Maybe sober, healthier, you know, whatever the action, the behavior is. Um, and they may even say to themselves, I'm going to reward myself for quitting, okay? So again, with my coffee example, you know, I will seek out others who have quit coffee and have, you know, had success at quitting coffee. And I'm going to ask for their support and suggestions. I'm, I'm claiming that right now. I'm going to look for people who are already doing it and get help. So, and, and here's the other thing. Instead of wanting to reach for a latte in the mid-afternoon, I will do another action like go for a walk or make a hot tea. I'll reward myself for creating change. And that doesn't mean I'm going to celebrate my change with drinking coffee. Okay, so here's a quick story. This is like kind of off the subject, but not really. So I remember when I was a kid, my mom and my aunt and uncle went to a hypnotist. Okay. I remember like this hypnotist came to to town to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> and this hypnotist, you know, there was like the ads in the newspaper, remember newspapers, but this hypnotist put an ad in the paper saying that they were going to come. And if you went to this hypnotist, they would help you quit a disgusting habit. And that disgusting habit that my mother and aunt and uncle had was smoking. And they, I remember them like getting so excited. Oh, and I remember them (laughs) and their preparation phase was smoking as many cigarettes as they possibly could before they went to the Holiday Inn to the, you know, the conference room in the Holiday Inn to get hypnotized to quit smoking. And I'm making fun of it a little bit because it's just funny, but, but guess what? It worked. Like it totally worked. It was amazing. And I was so proud of my mom because I hated it when she smoked. I hated the smell. I hated it because I just knew it was bad for her and I used to cry about it. But anyway, so what happened is they made it one full year. And on the one year anniversary of not smoking, they decided, meaning my mother, my aunt, my uncle, decided they were going to celebrate and they were going to reward themselves and they were going to smoke a cigarette. Like, duh. (laughs) Like, what do you think happened after that? I mean, if you guessed that they returned to smoking and completely went back into the terrible habit of smoking, then you'd be right. So, and by the way, I was brutal. I was horrible to her about it. I mean, I was awful. I even, maybe I've told you this before in another episode, but I got one of those little, like a little flint thing. And it was supposed to be a joke, but like you stick it in the cigarette and when they light it, it explodes. Yeah, well, I did that. 
and I got in a lot of trouble because it was so obvious it was me. And it actually burned my mom's face. It was really not funny, um, but kind of funny a little bit. Anyway, the action phase is when you are in full force action mode doing the new behavior. Okay. So sorry about that little side note about my mother smoking. I just I had to share that because I it made me think of it when I said you had to um, it's good, a good idea to reward yourself for making that behavior change. It's just it can't be by doing the behavior that you stopped. <laughs> okay. All right. So we had the let me let me uh, refresh my memory here. We had the pre-contemplation, the contemplation, the preparation, the action, which is the good stuff, right? And then we have the final stage of change, which is maintenance. Okay, this is where we all think we want to get and be, right? The maintenance stage. And individuals in the maintenance stage have changed their behavior for more than six months. Okay, so if you've been consistently practicing your new behavior for six months, you are considered to be in maintenance mode. Cool, right? Now, of course, if weight loss is your goal and you haven't hit your goal weight, you may not consider yourself in the maintenance stage, but I would argue that as long as you are doing the action, okay, all of the actions that it takes to lose weight and seeing any results at all, then you are in the maintenance stage. You are maintaining the new habits and patterns, and that is amazing, and you need to celebrate that. It is important for people in this stage to be aware of situations that may tempt them, though, to slip back into doing the unhealthy behaviors, okay? particularly stressful situations. All right, individuals in this stage are best served when they seek support from and talk with people whom they trust and spend time with people who behave in the same healthy ways, okay? And remember, they need to engage in healthy activities to cope with stress instead of relying on unhealthy behaviors. Because at the end of the day, most of our unhealthy, poor behaviors tend to surface when we're feeling stressed out or have anxiety or worried about something, you know, that's when we tend to fall back to our unhealthy habits. Okay. So somebody in the maintenance phase may say to themselves that they may say, I am going to continue to, you know, not eat cookies every night before bed because I enjoy the results I'm getting. Or they may say to themselves, I'm going to continue meal prepping. I love how easy it makes it to eat healthier. Or they may say something like, I'm grateful for quitting junk food and living a more energetic life. Or they may say, I'm serving and supporting others seeking change by being a role model. Okay, so those are just some things that somebody might say to themselves in the maintenance phase. So assuming I get to this point with my coffee habit, right, that's the ultimate goal, I would want to continue the action and consider sharing with you or others about the benefits of quitting coffee. I may even create a new program. I mean, I'm not promising that, but I mean, hey, it's possible. Or I may just keep it to myself and feel really proud, less jittery, feel happy and less anxiety, you know, that I had gotten from the coffee before. All right. So can you see how the five stages of change work, right? Like, so let's do a super quick recap. Pre-contemplation is you don't know what you don't know. You may not even be aware of why you need to change a specific behavior. 
Then there's contemplation. You are now aware of a behavior that would benefit you if you did make a change, but you're still not convinced that you're ready to change. The pros of change and the cons of change are about equal. You may stay in this phase a really long time. Then preparation is you're ready to commit to change and make a plan. So you plan to start making the change within the next 30 days, okay, and even set a date. And then action stage is I plan and take action to change the current behavior for a better, healthier one. So during this stage, you'll take action, but you may need to revise your plan and try new things, but you're still taking action. And then the maintenance stage is once you've been doing the new behavior for six months or more, it's becoming more natural and easier to do. Okay, it's more habit. It's your new behavior. You still have to be diligent and make sure that you don't slip back into your old patterns and behaviors. Okay, so if you're listening to this today, I want you to think about one single habit that you know deep down is holding you back from moving toward your goals. Because you know what? Most of us do know. Most of us don't want to admit it. Most of us don't want to tell anyone or even admit to ourselves. But we all know that there's one single thing that if we could just change we would be better, right? Maybe it's eating chocolate chip cookies every single night before bed. Maybe it's drinking too many calories of soda or other sugary drinks every day. Maybe it's skipping meals all day and then eating one giant meal at night. And yes, I do think that is not a good thing, just in case you're wondering. Um, Maybe it's telling yourself negative thoughts throughout the day about your worth, or maybe it's staying in a marriage or other relationship that just isn't serving you anymore. Whatever the negative behavior is, Ask yourself where you fall on the scale of change. Are you in contemplation? Are you in preparation? Or are you actually in action or even maintenance? I'm not suggesting it's pre-contemplation because if you already know it's an issue, then you're past pre-contemplation. And, but if you still haven't done anything, it's probably not maintenance either. You know, like if you haven't taken action yet, um, then you're probably not in maintenance either. But think about it. Think about where you are. Are you probably you're somewhere between contemplation and action? Okay. And then once you have that behavior in mind, here are a few tips to get you moving closer to making the change. Okay. I'm just going to run through these pretty quick. The first is work on one habit or behavior at a time. Too often we try to do it all, and this can lead to overwhelm and failure. When I work with a one-on-one client, we start with one simple habit or one meal even. Like I'll like maybe even just have them work on eating one meal better than they normally do. And then once they feel confident and ready, we move on to another habit. The habits start to build up a very strong foundation. Okay, my second tip is write it down. What is it you're doing to change and why? You know, what is your motivation for doing it? write it down and reread it often. Okay. And I don't mean type it. I mean, like get out a journal, get out actual pen and paper. When you write on pen and paper versus typing, you're going to get a totally different response. Okay. Actually putting pen to paper is going to give you a stronger connection to what you're writing. Okay. So write it down, whatever it is that you need to change and work on, write it down. Why? And what is your motivation? Okay. Reread it often. My third tip is make a plan, okay? Whatever that plan is, like maybe make a plan to, you know, how are you going to transition away from this behavior? What are you going to do instead? Or maybe the plan 
in itself is hiring somebody to create a plan for you. I mean, that is absolutely feasible, you know, as far as like that works, it's a plan. Okay. My tip number four is try it for 30 days. Okay. Try working on doing one thing, work on that one action or one behavior for 30 days. Now, I know that probably you've heard it takes 21 days to change a habit. Well, I mean, I don't even know if that's true. I think just somebody said it because <laughs> I've actually tried to look up the, the science behind it and I don't really see proof of that. But I do know that if I do something for 30 days, that I'm very likely going to continue doing it after 30 days. But the recent research I've read is says saying 66 days. Something magical about 66 days is like you're in, you know? But if you could just challenge yourself for 30 days, I bet you'll be closer to that maintenance phase or definitely in the action phase, okay? Um, tip number five is set a date, okay? You don't have to do it right now, okay? But set a date and set a date within the next 30 days to get started, to get into action phase, okay? Just getting started is the hardest part, but you don't feel like you have to do it right this second. And I got to be honest with you, I am the queen of thinking I need to do it all right now, 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 now. Uh, in fact, I have a awesome, super, super excited for a new program. And as soon as I decided it, I spent about six hours the other day into the night, working, 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 working on it because I was so excited, so excited. And I want to hurry and do it by January 1st. And by the way, this is December 1st uh, as a you know, time of recording it. This episode is, you know, right now. Anyway, I can't have it done. I can't have it done by January 1st. So it's okay. Like you don't have to do everything right now, but set a date and commit to it and work on it. Okay. My, and tip number six is what's going to get in your way? You need to know and plan for the obstacles ahead because you know what? Obstacles make it harder. And guess what? They're going to happen. I mean, it's just like an obvious thing. Like there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be barriers. There's going to be people, sabotagers, and things that are going to get in your way of actually getting it done. So what are you going to do when you run into one of those barriers? Okay, so I recommend you write that down too and have it available to you so that when you run into a situation, you'll be like, oh, I've already planned for this. And then you'll follow your plan. Okay, so that is all I'm going to tell you today. But the five stages of change, the trans theoretical model, you can look it up, you can Google it, read about it if you want. Um, or if you have no interest, that's fine too. <laughs> cool. But I do hope that you can just see how it's okay. Like a lot of people get so upset with themselves when they know something needs to change, but they just can't quite get there. They think something's wrong with themselves. They think that they, you know, aren't smart enough or don't know enough or aren't, you know, have enough willpower. But maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just that you need to, you know, really sit down and consider the pros and cons of change. And if, you know, if you're still feeling like, the cons of change are outweighing the pros, then I mean, no wonder you don't want to change. You know, like you have to really have motivation and desire to make changes. Okay. And if you just can't find that desire and you can't see the benefits of change, then maybe that particular thing is just not that important to you. And you know what? That's fine. Maybe it's something else that you need to be working on. 
And we've all been there. So instead of beating yourself up over it, just think about it and, you know, pick the things that are most important to you and always keep in mind your core values. Go back to your core values anytime you're in question of why you can't change because maybe the change you're trying to make doesn't match your values. All right. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please consider sharing with your friends and telling people about the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. And also, you know, the more the merrier in the Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that, please do. I'm really excited to um, keep working in that group and giving free information and tips and coaching advice as well as, you know, recipes and just fun stuff too. So thank you again for being here. And I hope to talk with you soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.